honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awijan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist, and probably other <laughs> podcasting applications out there with the RSS feed, but those are kind of like the big four that I know about, I guess. Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves off to a pretty nice start. We're eight games in, and there's another game going to start here in another hour and a half. But, you know, i got to get the show out when I can because, you know, busy schedule this time of year. Eventually, it's going to be all done by around Thanksgiving, and we can get to regular weekly shows on Fridays just like the old days. It's going to be awesome. Eight games in, Minnesota 5-3 and three to start out the season, eh? As Ronald Reagan might have said, all in all, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, you know, so a couple stinkers here and there in the Philadelphia situation. We're not going to go hard and heavy into detail in every game because this would be like a three-hour show. Because you know how I like to kind of talk about this and that when I do game reviews. This is going to be kind of just kind of looking at the state of the Timberwolves in a sense as we're ongoing, getting caught up and such. Uh, wonderful start to the season. Very pleased, generally speaking, just getting more and more annoyed at this whole Philadelphia 76ers Joel Embiid thing. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of all that. We'll get caught up with fan interaction. We'll kind of kind of preview some games, kind of not. I We'll see how things go. It's because, well, more than likely, Black Friday is going to be the next show. That's my guess. But, you well, know, there's always rainy days and such. Today's not a rainy day. It's just a Sunday where the Viking game isn't on until the evening and stuff. So, and I guess we're not working outside, which is okay. We could use a little break from that. So, it's just the time of year. Spring cleanups, fall cleanups, blah, blah, blah. Just letting you know why I haven't been around and, you know, right out of the gate. Because, thankfully, it hasn't rained that much. Thank you, Lord. Hopefully, knock on wood, that's not the case. The other years, I was keeping up a little more because it rained every bleeping day. And we were behind and pissed off. So, again, better get off of that. Thriller to start things off in uh, Brooklyn, October the 23rd, nice start to things. Andrew Wiggins looks like a different guy to start out the season in a lot of ways. Carl Anthony Towns exploded. Used to be a Brooklyn, uh, excuse me, New Jersey. Of course, they were the New Jersey Nets, and that's generally where Carl Anthony Towns grew up. Andrew Wiggins, of course, Toronto, Ontario, and his dad was from North Carolina. Okay, why am I saying it like that? I, I don't know. I also want to thank those of you, though, that checked out uh, the season preview for Timberwolves Explosion, the NBA preview, Minnesota Timberwolves, all that good stuff. So much fun, and I can't thank you enough. Uh, amazing, amazing turnout for that show. Download numbers and everything. It's not good to just go, oh my God, what are the numbers every 10 seconds? But sometimes you reflect and say, wow, that was a that was a good one. And I had so much fun doing that show. And right now, this is the best show right now that I have, apparently. The Purple Mafia is really dipping. I don't know why, because other than people frustrated with the situation with Kirk Cousins and such, Brave the Wild, it's like kind of like... You name it, lots of frustration with that one. So Timberwolves providing some optimism for the Twin Cities, and boy, do we need it, especially after the Twins losing 15 consecutive postseason games after getting swept by the Yankees again. So, all right, Minnesota Timberwolves, no pressure now. No pressure. Just stay healthy. Shabazz Napier banged up. Uh, Jared Culver, typical Timberwolves rookie or typical NBA rookie. Outside of Joshua Kogi, who started pretty decently last year, but he's not going to play a huge role necessarily for most teams at the end of the day, he wouldn't get a huge role. He's pretty more of a role player, but provides that energy and integral piece to the team. But a lot of uh, NBA rookies the last couple of years, very slow out of the gate, which Jared Culver was. Then he got a chance to play point guard later on. We'll get to that. And did, did pretty good, obviously, with uh, multiple injuries to Jeff Teague and Shabazz Napier. That's where, well, uh, it's kind of like uh, <laughs> Jared Culver, here's the ball. And Andrew Wiggins, can you help out a little bit? A little help, a little help. Jake Lehman, very impressed. He's got a very crisp outside shot. Hopefully he can keep that coming. Very, very happy. Carl uh, Anthony Towns exploded against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. 36 points, 22 field goal uh, attempted. 7 of 11. 7 of 11 from outside. Just like I used to say, 7 of 11 Sarich when he'd have those really nice shooting games. Not from downtown, though. 7 of 11 from Carl Anthony Towns. That's just crazy. Covington hit half of his. He's a nice 3 and D, as we know. Nice to see him healthy. Uh, Trevon Graham has been getting the starting role 
at small forward, at least early on and such, into the season. Jake Lehman, though, really liked that crisp outside shot that he does have, and I do see what Portland was seeing when they were impressed with him. They just didn't want to offer him a multi-year deal or couldn't do it, this type of thing. Uh, Portland's always in cap trouble, it seems like. Uh, they have some expensive players on the roster. Just not like we don't or anything, but uh, yeah, just saying. Uh, very happy to have Jake Lehman in the fold. Provides that athleticism. Very impressed with Jake Lehman so far, and I'm sure a lot of you that uh, have been watching these games uh, could say the same thing. You're seeing a different Wiggins, but you didn't see it early on. I mean, 27 field goal attempts, 21 points and stuff. Yeah, it's just, you know, the old Paladino-Joey points to field goal attempts ratio or whatever you want to say. Bad. Bad for Andrew and good for Carl. Carl's usually awesome. And holy crap, what a nice start to the season for him. Oof. But a nice one-point victory for Minnesota. Andrew Wiggins clutched down the stretch after an awful start. And uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Ryan Saunders, I think, is off to a pretty good start as an NBA head coach. Uh, you're seeing a totally different look on him now. Last year, you saw him as kind of like, okay, he's this new guy, and he's not necessarily the head coach yet. And, you know, I mean, you can't really instill your system. You can't really be the identity of the Timberwolves as its head coach right out of the gate when you're an interim head coach. It's just how it is. You're going to do the best you can, change some of the narrative, throw this in, throw this, some extra plan in there, some different strategy, like you're actually going to shoot some more threes, we're going to play more open, we're going to try to be more up-tempo, they certainly are more up-tempo, and they're sure as hell shooting a lot more threes are the Timberwolves, and it's a different look, it's a completely different look, we're not the Golden State Warriors yet, but uh, looking good, Carl, another huge game against the Charlotte Hornets as you move forward very briefly, October 25th, and I didn't post about this, and the Minnesota Timberwolves deeply and wonderfully honoring their fallen head coach and president of basketball operations, an integral part of Minnesota sports for so long, going back to being point guard and captain of the Golden Gophers way back in the 70s. Phil Flip Saunders, father of, of course, Ryan Saunders, head coach of the Timberwolves for a decade, came back after being let go. After a very disappointing season, which was not his fault. Uh, Spreewell was an asshole. Sam Cassell was, you know, he's the kind of guy who, he, it's always good his first year on a new team, and then the next year, he always finds something he doesn't like about the coach, doesn't like about this, doesn't like about that. It's almost always like that with Sam Cassell, unfortunately. Kind of a little, you know what, kind of a prima donna, as hell of an awesome player as he was, and I love him so much when he was here in 0304. not so much the next year. Um, and Spreewell's just an asshole in general. I mean, whatever, <laughs> whatever. I mean, the guy, what more can you say? You know, threatening players, with a, trying to hit him with a two-by-four, Flipping out at your coach, even though the coach might have been a little too much, a little Thibodeau-like in terms of P.J. Carlissimo, but I don't know. I don't want to talk about Spreewell anymore. But uh, just look at this shots to a field goals ratio. Carl Anthony Towns, 18 attempts, 37 points, 7-13 at the line. Didn't shoot well at the free throw line for some reason. Struggled against the Hornets, but Tim Rule's honoring Flip Saunders very well. Four-year anniversary on October the 25th. Uh, nice, quiet cool Sunday afternoon in uh, 2015, and then, uh, you know, they were fearing the worst. Dan Barrero talked about it during the course of that week on the Barrero show. Sometime during that week, he said, family members are fearing the worst, and then quiet Sunday afternoon. Vikings are playing the Detroit Lions. I'm getting ready to do Purple Mafia. They're doing well. Stefan Diggs is jumping out of the scene, and then it was around halftime or so, maybe right before it. Boom. You know, and it's just like, I don't think I'm going to go for my typical walk that I usually do around Vikings halftime during when I'm doing Pro Mafia and all that. I, I just sat there frozen. like So definitely a, uh, a sad day four years ago and still remains a sad day. And I'll always remember Flip Saunders and what he brought to this franchise forever. And I apologize, I didn't post about it on the Facebook page. I was going to, but uh, four years already for uh, the fallen Phil Saunders. God bless him. And uh, Ryan Saunders uh, on... It was a, I believe it was Raised by Wolves with Phil Mackey. He jumped on board. It was kind of like a sideshow with Ryan Saunders, and Ryan Saunders did confirm that it was an infection caused during the chemotherapy. It wasn't the, it was not the lymphoma, Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's an 80% recovery rate, so the odds of Flip Saunders recovering from that were high, but chemotherapy, it's a, it's a risk. It lowers your immune system and leaves you kind of wide open. It's kind of like, you know, I don't even want to compare it to computers or anything, but you know, like no virus protection. I, I know, not nearly as significant, but just saying it, it leaves you open. It leaves you open and uh, 
unfortunately, things didn't work out. It's just one of the saddest, scariest things ever. You know, it, it really is. And, uh, boy, it was a very wonderful uh, show. I always recommend people check out. Uh, I mean, I, I recommend anybody checking that out. Ryan Saunders with Phil Mackey. It's, uh, Phil Mackey had his mother also perished during chemotherapy. Similar result, unfortunately. Similar thing that happened. So, yeah, right around the same time, if I remember correctly, I think Phil's mom was a little bit earlier, if I remember co uh, correctly. Phil Mackey, of course, store, score north. But uh, the Wolves honor Flip Saunders nicely on the four-year anniversary with a 22-point victory in Spectrum Center. Boy, I remember the Spectrum in Philadelphia. That was a cool place. Loved the logo. But uh, Spectrum Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. Beautiful uniforms and all that. But uh, I talked about them a bit on the season preview. Not much uh, to really brag about with that club, unfortunately. I, I, I wish they were better. I really do, but but they're not. Um, so, sorry about that sound there. Let's move forward. That was a, a nice way to honor the Flip Saunders, but again, still a sad, sad day in the history of this franchise, and it always will be. October 25th will always be remembered with the Flip Saunders. I wish it was a positive thing. I really, really do. I, wish, I really do. I wish he was still here, but... At least Ryan Saunders is the coach, and he's doing a good job. He really is. Got the Wolves to 2-0, and and um, then the Wolves also beat the Miami Heat. I got into it a little bit on, uh, not really. I just kind of made a smart-ass, smart-aleck comment, smart-ass comment on uh, Flip's Army when somebody was talking about Jimmy Butler, you know, he, he's had a had a kid or whatever, you know, and he's, he's, he's going to miss the game against the Wolves, and I was like, I couldn't care less about him. He's not here anymore. I know I was kind of sour and all that, but I apologize if anybody's listening from Flip's Army that didn't like that. I apologize. I know. I'm, I'm just, I just don't like the guy and all that. It's just, let's just talk about our team and enjoy our team. That's kind of how I saw it. Didn't mean it as sour posts as I sounded, but I don't know. Uh, for once, Andrew Wiggins actually had a better uh, ratio than Carl. 18 field, 25 points, blah, blah, blah. Kind of funny. Fun game for the Wolves. Nobody really shot particularly well in this game. In fact, I mean, pretty much nobody except Josh Akogi and I guess... Noah Von Ley, as I will say it correctly from now on. Uh, Jared Collier continuing to kind of be way down there. Averaging about a quarter a game, but not a whole lot to say. Just some defense. More of a playmaking guy than a scorer is Jared Culver early on. And you'll see a bit more as we move forward. But, uh, of course, you haven't seen guys like uh, Kalen Martin, Jordan McLaughlin. Gorgie Zheng actually drew a DNP in the game. Hard to believe. But uh, Kata Bates, Job, Jalen Noel, and Nas Reed have been uh, inactive to start out the season, unfortunately. Would like to see any one of those three, especially a Kata Bates job. I don't know what's up with that. But uh, to see Gorgie Zhang draw a DNP, kind of surprising a little bit. Kind of weird, but uh, I, I guess. Again, nobody really stood out in this game. The Wolves just played solid basketball and ended up winning the game by seven. Not bad. And again, you're seeing a more and more assertive Andrew Wiggins as we move forward. But then you had October the 30th, which was just utter crap. Uh, Wells Fargo Center... I do not like Joel Embiid. I don't like him. I don't really like Simmons either. I don't really like Simmons either very much anymore. And I'm sorry to my Australian friends, all of you out there. There's several of you. Vinrock, Vince Germano, Wayne Hunt. And I know Wayne Hunt, I could just imagine him saying, Oh, come, come on, get the bleep out. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, would you like some cheese with that wine? I'm sure he's thinking that. That's one of his famous quotes that he says on the Courtside Podcast. That's Wayne Hunt. Would I like some cheese with that wine? I'm already regretting picking Philadelphia to win the NBA championship because I did on the last show. I'm regretting. I hate the Philadelphia 76ers now. I mean, they're, they're the new Warriors. And I'm, no, okay, no, 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 stop it. I'm, I'm not going to go there. i got to stop that. I, I don't want to go off on teams anymore. I want to enjoy basketball again. And, wow, I guess Vince Germano's enjoying basketball so far. And the Wolves actually would be the eighth seed and we'd be playing the Lakers in the first round. I, yeah, yay, we get to play the Lakers again. That'd be nice. Mm. Phoenix Suns, 5-3. and three. Oh, That kind of cheapens things for me a little bit with our 5-3 and three record. Phoenix Suns, get the, get out of town. Again, as uh, Wayne Hunt would say, get out of town. But no, things just were not going well early in Hufford against the hated Sixers. And then, obviously, there'd been a bit of a history between Carl uh, Anthony Towns and Joel, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid from uh, Cambodia. I have a friend at work from Cambodia, cool guy, Harlan. I love the guy. He's a technician and all that. I actually trained him on inspection. So I have nothing against anybody from, did I say Cambodia? Cameroon. What the hell? Cameroon. Jeez. Cameroon. Cameroon. Not Cambodia. He's not Asian. Not Asian. Cameroon. 
Cam Arun. Okay, got the point. Uh, so nothing against that. I just don't like Joel Embiid right now because he's kind of an a-hole, isn't he? I mean, isn't it safe to say he's kind of an ass? He's a hell of a player. He, he needs to stay healthy, but he's kind of an ass. Carl uh, Anthony Towns and him kind of were getting mixed up, getting tangled, and then it just kind of kept going. And I don't know. It seems like hockey fights and basketball fights, it's more like wrestling than fighting. You know, fighting involves fists, but it seems like they always miss and they end up grabbing each other and throwing each other on the floor. And then supposedly Ben Simmons was trying to calm things down. Other people thought Ben Simmons was trying to choke Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, but it turns out, I guess, he's trying to calm things down. I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Simmons fan yet. I'm trying to be. Something about him bugs me. I, I don't know what it is. He just bugs me. Like, I don't know if it's a look on his face or what. He bugs me. Um, it'll get better, hopefully, someday. Uh, very complete basketball team are the Philadelphia 76ers. So outside of Joel Embiid's jackassian behavior, not so much even on the court. You know, he's a hell of a player on the court. But then you get this social media. Can I pardon? Social media bullcrap. Okay, I, I think I've sworn enough already. I better calm down. I don't want to scare away the family-friendly side of the listenership here. I might want to calm down on that. I'm tired of the social media BS. I'm really tired of it. It's bullcrap. It's complete bullcrap. I mean, you just keep going on and on. I, I don't even want to talk about it, frankly. It's just dumb. Um, Carl Anthony Towns completely downplayed it, which isn't always good either. That's kind of the other side. It's like one extreme or the other where Joel Embiid will just go on and on forever about it, making fun of Carl uh, Anthony Towns, which I think just... It's this generation. I mean, are we incapable of respecting other people? Or are we just... Is it always like, <laughs> about everything? Like spoiled child behavior? Is that all anything is nowadays? Is it though? I mean, is this seriously like that, that stupid ass song that they played in uh, Problem Child? Anything you can do, I can do better. Is that all we are today? Can we Can we actually be better then? If you're better, then be better. And... Stop acting like a spoiled little kid. That's kind of what I'm seeing out of these guys. If you guys think that's cool and that's part of the game and everything, that's your opinion. I don't think I agree with you. I don't think I agree at all. Um, I appreciate that Carl Anthony Towns finally stood up and did something. I wish it was a little more. I wish he could have done more. But uh, I know you don't want violence. You don't want this. You don't want that. But sometimes, you know, it's you gotta you got to just look someone in the face and curse them out a little bit. Maybe put the ball in the basket and just kind of, you know, try not to get ejected from the game. But unfortunately, again, both of them were ejected. And the game was similar to last year, but not quite as awful. Not quite as awful, but it was awful enough. I mean, only 17 points in the fourth quarter. Again, things just weren't going so hot. And again, ah, whatever. I'm sick of this crap. I wish uh, I wish there was more of a response out there. It would have been nice, but it just never happened. That That just never came Jared Culver, mediocre again, only shot two of eight. And then eventually you get a game where he starts hitting threes. Uh, Shabazz Napier, I've been impressed with him as the backup point guard for the Wolves. He provides a little energy. He can hit the outside shot and he can lead the offense a little bit. So I'm fairly pleased with Shabazz Napier. But again, he's he's a backup point guard. He's not the starting point guard that the Miami Heat thought he was when he was originally drafted and how LeBron liked him and all that stuff. Um, it's good and bad. There's good and bad moments. Carl was efficient in the game. 3 of 5 from downtown. 5 of 7 overall. Very efficient in the game. It's a crying shame that, uh, generally speaking, things didn't go better. But Philly's got some solid D. And Wiggins is just, you know, not, not one of his good games either. He's a minus 27. That's horse crap. But uh, eventually you'll see better play out of Andrew Wiggins. Wolves lose their first game of the season in uh, emphatic fashion in Philadelphia. And end the month of October with uh, horrors as we head into... Halloween. Then the Wolves crushed the Washington Wizards in the nation's capital, which is pretty damn impressive considering how awful the Wolves have played in Washington historically. Uh, very, very impressive. Right around the same time the Minnesota Vikings defeated the Washington Redskins in an unimpressive, boring game and again, the numbers to that show whoof, duh, <laughs> not good. <laughs> but Jared Galver came out this is the game when he started hitting some threes. He hit like three threes in a row. Ended up being four of nine. He attempted nine threes in the game. That's crazy. 17 overall shots. His first 20-point game in the league. Not the most efficient game overall with six turnovers. A little bit erratic. A little bit wild. Only had one assist. So assist to turnover ratio. One to six. Yeesh. Gorgeous Gorgie Zhang starts at center because not only did Carl get ejected and Joel Embiid, but they both got two game suspensions. Which pissed off a lot of people locally. They thought it probably should have been Embiid more, where he was more of an instigator, this and that. Uh, well, he started it, that type of thing. 
yeah, he kind of always has started it. And I guess, you know what? Whatever. Two-game suspension for both. Uh, at least Carl didn't get more of the suspension because Carl was the one that initiated the struggle. But, of course, Joel Embiid initiated the aggravation in the first place. He was an, He's just a jackass. So, whatever. I, you know what? We'll live. We'll live. It sucks that Carl got suspended. It sucks that uh, Joel Embiid didn't get more. But, you know what I mean? It's not the end of the world. I, I'm not going to get worked up over that. I'm, I'm not. I'm just, in a, in a sense, worked up in the fact that I just I can't, I can't stand Joel Embiid now. And that's a shame. I wish I could. I wish I could like Joel Embiid. Jake Lehman, extremely efficient. This is one of those other games that I was watching with Jay, Jake Lehman. Just like, I really like this guy. You know, so those of you that saw things in uh, Jake Lehman last year that, you know, I know some of you pretend you knew who he was with the Portland Trailblazers. You know, if you didn't know who he was, I'm not going to say you're not an NBA fan because a lot of people didn't know who he was, okay? You know, I, I, I don't get too uppity with that one. Some of you out there that were posting that in Facebook pages that I'll leave alone. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Not everybody knew who he was, okay? And <laughs> I kind of did. Obviously, yes, I knew who he was, but not that well. It's not like, like oh, Jake Lehman is good at this and he's good at that. Well, no, you know, we didn't see that much of him. Not unless you're watching like every game, every night. And I, I don't know, I'm not watching Portland Trailblazers games every night. So he was around, but then his playing time diminished as the season progressed. So whatever, uh, it is what it is there. Shabazz Muhammad, not a good game. Shabazz Muhammad. Shabazz Napier, pardon me. Noah Vunley, very solid in this one. Very solid indeed. But nice to see Jared Culver hit a few threes in a row. This was fun on a Saturday afternoon. Very enjoyable night, actually. Minnesota, Saturday evening, pardon me. Minnesota, uh, very solid, easy victory over the Washington Wizards. A team that's completely depleted. And there's Isaiah Thomas. It's like, Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah Thomas? The former Cavalier and Celtic. And, well, Celtic even more so. Sacramento Kings. Isaiah Thomas? Oh, that poor that poor guy. Oh, God. <laughs> He's just in the scrap heap now, isn't he? Uh, Hachimura, not impressed so far. Not, not in this game. Again, rookies just aren't that good. I mean, if you're going to judge Culver versus Hachimura in this game, even though they play totally different positions... Well, Culver off to a better start so far between these two. Hachimura, 2 of 11, starting at forward for the Wizards in a lineup that is intriguing in a in a negative way. Bradley Beal did get 30 points. He was outstanding in the game, but it was in a completely useless situation. Uh, Morris Wagner, no longer part of the Los Angeles Lakers. He's now in the Wizards, and he, he, was, he was very respectable out there, and that's about all I can say about that. Let's move forward into Noviembre further. Again, can't talk about these too much. This is another one of those devastating ass whoopings. These top-end Eastern Conference teams, you know, when we want to say the Western's the best in conference and the East is the least, I don't think so. I don't think that the West is the best and the East is the least. I think the East has some super-duper teams at the top there, some super-powerful teams. At least when they play the Wolves, I mean, my God, 134-106. Great. I mean, that's great. It was a Monday night, November the 4th. It was a total ass whooping. In front of us, 16,000-plus fans in Target Center. DiVincenzo, the national champ with the Villanova Wildcats, was knocking down some threes with 17 points off the bench. This guy named Giannis, the, probably the MVP of basketball right now, just made everybody look silly. Chris Middleton, his Scottie Pippen basically there. Very, very nice performance by him as well, 26 points. Wesley Matthews, the Wiley veteran, who can, who's basically a 3D kind of guy, D and 3 guy. Eric Bledsoe, always been a fan of his when he can stay healthy. The former Clip and even Brooke Lopez adequate with three blocks in the game. And now he's united with his bro, finally, in Milwaukee. So, <laughs> Robin Lopez, George Hill, nondescript backup guy. Could provide a little bit of this and that. Gotta like what the uh, Milwaukee Bucks have. They were a pretty complete lineup, you could say. Veterans, young guys, solid defense, outstanding top-heavy players. And again, a spark plug into Vincenzo, who's, who's won it all before in, in college. So, DiVincenzo, boy, I like him. I, I like DiVincenzo. Good player, Dante, the young guy there. Uh, Storch in the net for those Wildcats. They look like the Golden State Warriors of college ball that year. Um, boy, whew. <laughs> but uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, that was not a fun game. Uh, th this game disturbed me the most at Memphis just this past Wednesday, the 6th, as we're getting closer to being caught up now. I don't know, man. Kind of sucks. Kind of sucky. Kind of sucky night for uh, the Wolves, but Andrew Wiggins did provide a lot in the game, a lot of energy, this and that. 
And again, I did like in one of the earlier games there when uh, Andrew Wiggins was benched by Mr. Ryan Saunders early on and came back better. Ryan Saunders, you know, not showing any fear of benching a player for not playing well. And that's good. So you're seeing more confidence out of Ryan Saunders now than you were before. You're also seeing uh, Josh Akogi enter the starting lineup. And again, the loss of young man, uh, well, not young man Jeff Teague, but young man Shabazz Napier with injury. And of course, again, Jeff Teague injury as well. You got to see Jared Culver start at point guard. You saw a very good game from Jared Culver. It's just a shame that this team did not play too well. Carl Anthony Towns back in the mix again, and that helps greatly. It didn't help against the Bucks. Tell he was out, but uh, 3 of 11 from Carl Anthony Towns. Not an efficient night from downtown. He was not making them, but generally speaking, still shot, you know, well, he still was significantly under 50%. An overall solid game for him, but Andrew Wiggins, excellent game, 30 points. But unfortunately, the Wolves unable to get the win. Memphis, though, it was the defense here that killed the Wolves. I mean, you just saw a non-existent defense. You see Trevon Graham go to the bench, but still managed 31 minutes. Nobody played particularly great in the game, other than, again, Wiggins offensively. But the defense stunk. Uh, sad to see when you think Jared Culver is a good defensive point guard. But generally speaking, the defense behind him there... In the front court, not so good. Not so good at all. 137 points in regulation for Memphis. I mean, I'm sure Mr. Uh, Wayne Hunt really enjoyed this. I mean, you're not expecting this from the Memphis Grizzlies, but Wolves never win there. We just never win there. And back in the past, it seems like yesterday, Marcus sold in the lineup, or even if he wasn't, usually the final score between the Wolves and Grizzlies would be like 95-89 or something, wasn't it? And now you're getting this? 137-121? Some of the worst defense I've ever seen, but also John Morant. He's got the the whole, I mean, he's got uh, a world of a future. He really does. Uh, Valence Junis also at center. Very nice game for him with a double-double. They got to see Tyus Jones come back, and he's a good player, but is he worth the price? Probably not, and I think the Wolves kind of sort of did the right thing. Whoever the heck Dylan Brooks is, I don't know, but he did a hell of a job as well. Uh, been a solid player, but certainly not a guy that's been a household name. I mean, second-round pick in 2017 by the Rockets. Not a household name, and for him to get 31 points and just torch the Wolves. See, I mean, other than that, the next couple of games after that, for uh, Dylan Brooks, three points against Orlando, five against Dallas, yet he torches us, five of seven from downtown. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I don't know what the F this was. It was so bad. It was so bad. Josh Okogie moved a small forward in the game. Respectable game, but nothing great. I mean, he did make a three-pointer. He only shot four shots in the game. You probably want to see more uh, attempts from him. Wiggins was good in the game and everything, but he could have been better, and just generally speaking, awful. But nice to see Jared Culver kind of coming out a little bit here. He made a couple of threes again, missed half of his free-throw attempts, which is kind of irritating, but seven assists, five rebounds, kind of an all-around solid game from Jared Culver as the starting point guard of the Timberwolves in the game, where, again, he's more of a tall, playmaking type of a point guard. They, You know... Kind of a Rubio role, but certainly not as spectacular with the, with the cute passes and everything. But I think he's got more overall potential to be a, a good player in this league. I, I know everybody loves Rubio like he's the greatest thing since who knows, you know. Um, but I don't know. This was a very disappointing game, to say the least. Some of the worst defenses I've seen, kind of going back to the Kurt Rambis days, I'd have to say, for the Wolves. And then you have a nice, solid win where Andrew Wiggins was spectacular. D'Angelo Russell's like the only player on the Warriors that anybody's ever heard of these days. I mean, what the heck? Okay, we've heard of Willie Cauley-Stein. We've heard of Glenn Robinson III, but Glenn Robinson III is not a starter. Jordan Poole? You mean Nate Poole, the guy who caught the touchdown against the Vikings in 2003? Arizona Car... No, Jordan Poole. Okay. Uh, Alec Burks, I guess we've heard of him. Yeah, good. actually really good game off the bench for him. Amari Spellman? Okay. Kai Bowman? Marcus Chris, yeah, we've heard of him, but he's not that good. He's, he's not that good. Um, no Steph Curry, of course, broken hand. Oh, boo-hoo. Uh, no Draymond Green, whatever. Clay Thompson, ACL. Uh, Kevin Durant, Nets. <laughs> but a nice game from Wiggins. Now, 33 attempts to get to 40 points is not good. But again, still an assertive, solid game for him down the stretch, keeping the Wolves ahead of this weird Warriors team. It is kind of embarrassing that this game had to go to OT. It's kind of embarrassing, but again, a nice, solid overall performance for Wiggins, getting to 40 points. Jared Culver, definitely not uh, a similar type of game with his second start at point guard. Oh boy, only 22 minutes, didn't make a single shot, uh, made a couple of free throws and missed half of them again. So again, that's something that's got to change. If Jared Culver's going to be a playmaker and maybe 
attempt to get to the basket to get, to keep the defense honest on occasion. Boy, he's got to be better than this. This was not a good game for him. Uh, a lot of players did not shoot well in this game. Covington, 2 of 10. Wiggins, Covington, 2 of 10 from downtown, 5 of 15 overall. Towns was below average. Graham was solid at re-entering the starting lineup. Okogie made half of his shots, kind of like what he did. He provided a ton of energy, multiple steals, a block. Uh, Wiggins had three blocks in the game, seven assists, so that was good. Wiggins actually played a bit of a point guard role in the game as well. And that's when you saw Okogie next to him in the backcourt, which was not a bad uh, duo there. Layman was solid, but uh, not the kind of game that should make you feel good in terms of, like, what the hell? I mean, D'Angelo Russell got 52 points against the Wolves. Do you really want to pay D'Angelo Russell $30 million, though? Because we're going to have to pay him $30 million because that's his contract. You know, it's like getting up 29 31 Anybody out there, do you really believe that D'Angelo Russell is worth that kind of money? Or is he like another Kirk Cousins, so to speak, for the Timberwolves? Would he be like a Timberwolves version of Kirk Cousins? Because you're going to be paying him that kind of money. Wiggins' clutchability in this game was freaking awesome, and I loved it. And everybody loved it. He helped tie the game up and put the Wolves ahead and gave us the win. Loved Wiggins' clutchability, but 33 attempts to get to 40 is kind of not that great. Just the clutchability of Wiggins, though, really does help. You're seeing more uh, you're seeing more drive out of Wiggins, literally. You're seeing him bring back that spin move that made me love him very much. Going back to his early couple of years with the Wolves, bringing back some of the Andrew Wiggins that, uh, again, that I thought could be a top player in this league when he's doing that. But, uh, again, do you really want to pay D'Angelo Russell? Do you really want to make a trade? and acquire a guy that's that expensive? Is he really on that level? Is D'Angelo Russell an all-NBA type of player? Because that's all-NBA kind of money. I don't think he's a franchise point guard. I think he's a very good point guard. He's not a franchise point guard. He's not. Um, He could keep the defense honest, but again, look at his field goal percentage in this game. Is it that great? He got 52 points, but it took him 37 shots to get there. You know, I suppose it could be a lot worse. It really could be. He had a good game. I mean, I'm not trashing him. He had a very good game, did D'Angelo Russell. But again, again, I mean, I keep coming back and saying it, though. He kind of almost had to. I mean, Glenn Robinson's not going to get you 20 points. Eric Paschal, uh, he's not going to get you 20 points. Jordan Poole. Willie Cauley-Stein's a nice defensive player, but he doesn't have much of an offensive game. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. And maybe D'Angelo Russell's going to be more like a Rose, per se, and I don't mean, like, MVP of the league rows. I mean, like, somewhere in between, I guess. Like, as in just a guy that likes to gun a lot. Love D'Angelo Russell. I think he's a good player. But for the price tag, I'm kind of leaning a different direction. I think we can do better. I think the Wolves can do better for that price tag. Or uh, get maybe two players for it. Like somebody in the 20s and another guy in the teens, that type of thing. Something like that. Um, I don't know. That's just my point of view. I don't think D'Angelo Russell's worth that, that much. I don't think he's that good. I think he's good, but he's not that good. You're paying him more than Andrew Wiggins, okay? And a lot more than Andrew Wiggins. That's something you got to sit down and think about. you got to analyze. So that's kind of where I stand there. The, uh, <laughs> the Lone Wolf Award, the Alpha Wolf Award for the last eight games. Wolves 5-3 and three after beating the Warriors. I don't know. I mean... You give it to Carl. I mean, generally speaking, you could give it to Carl Anthony Towns. Wiggins didn't shoot that well, but he was clutch down the stretch. It has to go to Carl. The Johnny Flynn Memorial. I don't really want to complain to anybody right now. I gotta really get into more detailed game reviews to get to get into that. It's certainly not Robert Covington. He provides the defense. His offense is not that good sometimes. Trevin Graham's been a nice find for this team and this uh, general manager. I really appreciate what they've accomplished. Josh Okogie's a guy almost impossible to give him any kind of uh, uh, demerit, per se. Oh, I would I would feel bad about that. I'm not going to have one out right now. I'm, I'm not really mad at anybody. I'm pleased that the Wolves are 5-3 and three and it's almost hard to even give an alpha wolf, just generally speaking, because, you know, Wiggins was clutch, Carl's excellent, this and that. Sometimes they have good games, sometimes they don't. And pardon my allergies, it's kind of from uh, oak leaves. I don't really have allergies, but oak leaves and working in that doesn't help sometimes. That's one of the only weaknesses I have when it comes to that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a nice, solid start to the season. I'm happy with it. Hopefully the Wolves can beat Denver this afternoon. And that's kind of where we are right now when it comes to the uh, the Timberwolves. And uh, 
five and three record. Encouraging. We have a shot at the playoffs. I mean, maybe it's about time we stop worrying about the, the lottery and all that, and maybe make an intelligent trade or free agent signing at any of the off season. We'll look at the NBA standings a little bit in the second half, and instead of really making detailed previews, I could talk about it maybe very briefly. But I kind of want to look around the league a little bit instead. With that said, we'll be back right after this. Well, the Timberwolves are 5-3 and three and the Golden State Warriors are 2-8. and eight. Think I feel bad for the Warriors? Nope. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Just going to kind of look around the league a little bit this time around. I'm not going to get heavy into previewing games because I don't know when the next show is going to be, and it's kind of goofy and weird. Like, you remember that Denver game that I previewed? That was like two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, nah. I think the Wolves hopefully can beat Denver this afternoon, and, well, let's let's, let's go out and do it. Let's just kind of leave that as is. I guess, like I said, Golden State Warriors riding the pine over there in the Pacific Division, two and eight. I love that. Los Angeles Lakers off to a nice start, and guys are staying healthy, seven and one. Can't imagine Vince Germano's disappointed about that. Pretty cool. Denver Bronco Nuggets are leading our Northwest Division, six and two. The Wolves can win today. We're tied, baby, six and three, and we'd have the tiebreaker. So consider the Wolves the first place team, tied with the Utah Jazz, and now have Mike Conley as the starting point guard. Portland Trailblazers not off to a good start, but we all know that can change fairly quickly. There's some people out there talking about the Wolves should go after uh, Chris Paul. Of course, now of the, this is the weirdest thing ever, the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's like the darndest thing, isn't it? And really, I don't know. Do you really want to go after them? I, I, do, you, do you really want to go, uh, go after them? Do you really want to go after uh, Chris Paul at this point? <sighs> nah, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of Chris Paul's right now. I, I used to be when he was a member of the, uh, what the hell, member of the <laughs> Charlotte Hornets, Charlotte Hornets, New Orleans Hornets years ago, New Orleans Hornets, um, that was during the different guys, uh, different point guards time when they moved. Chris Paul, he's off to a decent start to the season, I'd have to say, I mean, at least he's doing something, he's only averaging five assists, which is kind of weird, but at least he's playing in all the games and they're limiting his minutes, so good for them, of course. That being Billy Donovan, a coach I think is a very, yeah, I think he's a very good coach, of course, defensive-minded with Florida in the past, um, Boy, I, I don't know. Yep, Danilo Gallinari, that's another guy that had health issues with his knees and such in the past. Strange team, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. They're 4-5 and five to start out the season. It's really not the worst thing I've ever seen in that sense. Hoping and praying that uh, Timberwolves can uh, stay ahead of them during the course of time. But enough of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Eh, they're kind of irrelevant at this moment. Milwaukee Bucks, 6-3. and three. I don't know. Let's look at the East a little bit. Boston Celtics, 7-1. and one. That's a pretty good start. They've won seven in a row after dropping their season opener. That's pretty impressive. Toronto's 6-2. and two. They've had a couple moments. Philadelphia's 5-3, and three, yet they smoked us. Bucks, 6-3. and three. Miami Heat, 6-3. and three. I know I'm not going to just go too hard and heavy. Atlanta, hopefully they can kind of creep into the playoffs. I've really liked their young guys, this and that. I'm impressed so far. I mean, not generally like they're so great, but, well, they're making their shots. They're not good from downtown, but they're general shots. They're attacking the basket, getting this done and that done. I look forward to the Hawks being a better team. Obviously, a lot of the young rookies, it's just how it's going to go. Trey Young actually didn't start off so great last year. Now he's just tearing it up. Like He's like what Chris Paul used to be with the Hornets years ago. 25 points, 8 assists, very impressive. Jabari Parker's off to a good start. I almost forgot where he was becoming a little bit of a journeyman, but he's staying healthy. That's number one there, and he's averaging 16.5 a game, so go Jabari Parker of the Hawks. DeAndre Hunter, again, slow start. Cam Reddish, slow start. But it's nothing bad. They're just starting off, you know. They're getting a couple minutes here and there. We'll see what happens. Alex Land, and there's a guy named Charlie Brown in the NBA. Hey, Charlie Brown! Charlie Brown! Okay, sorry, that was Linus Van Pelt. I guess. Um, I'm sorry. I can't help it. Vince Carter, the ageless wonder, so to speak. Who'd have thunk you'd ever see this? Like a 42-year-old Vince Carter averaging 14 and a half minutes a game, five points. It is so weird. It's weird considering what he once was. He was the guy averaging 25 points a game years ago with the Toronto Raptors, Brooklyn Nets. Excuse me, the New Jersey Nets. New Jersey Nets. That's what they used to be. Um, right now, the Wolves, again, would be 8th seed against the uh, the Lakers. We'll get back to that in a minute. New York's 2-7. and seven. Washington stinks. Chicago's not off to a good start. K- 
curious how the Bulls are doing, though. Of course, you got some former Timberwolves over there. And I know everyone's favorite former Timberwolf outside of Ricky Rubio. This and that. Zach Levine's leading the club in scoring, but not in the 20s, believe it or not. 19.5. That's about what he was doing here in his final year with the Wolves before he poor guy got hurt. That was sucky. Laurie Markkinen, he thought, I thought he'd take a little more of a step up. He's averaging just 15 a game. Kobe White, he's, a, he's one of the better rookies so far, but not really, he's more of a scoring point guard than anything else. So that's semi-disappointing. And Chris Dunn, I just, I guess I'm done thinking of him as being a, a good point guard. He's just not, there's just nothing there to see a whole lot. Like, Chris Dunn, basically, you kind of want to sum him up in a couple words and move on, folks. There's nothing to see here. And that's unfortunate. Uh, the Bulls taking Kobe White, obviously that's a sign that Chris Dunn's not the point guard of the future. Obviously, um, when you have such a high pick and you go with Kobe White, that says a lot. That says a hell of a lot about Chris finished. Chris finished Dunn. Okay, sorry. Cleveland Cavaliers, how is the guy that we wanted so badly doing? Darius Garland, he is one of the better point guards so far. And there's even rumors about the Wolves trading for Kevin Love, which would be funny. He's leading the Cleveland Cavaliers in scoring so far. Nice start to his season. John Henson, that was a player for, uh, I forget, don't even remember for who anymore. I think it was the, the Sonics back in the day. I think so, yes. On the Seattle Sonics way back in 91, 92, there was a Henson there, a Henson guy there. Darius, I don't know why I'm even getting to that. Darius Garland, he's, yeah, you know, again, NBA rookies. NBA rookies are always super raw, uh, you know, and everybody's like, oh, the players should be able to go to the NBA at age 18. Yeah, but look at them as age 19, though. You know what I mean? They're kind of raw. They're not that good. They're not that good. I think it should be sophomore year, really. They should be 20, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm just this evil dictator who has to tell everybody what to do. Well, they're not that good. A lot of these rookies aren't that good out of, right out of the gate. Just a couple of the super blue chip ones. Love's leading a mediocre to below average team in scoring, and Tristan Thompson's actually playing again, finally. Averaging almost 12 rebounds a game, so good for him, but that's about it for a nondescript, mediocre Cleveland Cavaliers team. and I don't know. Yay. Yay, I guess they're the Kevin Love-led Cleveland Cavaliers. They're kind of like a worse version of what the Wolves were with Kevin Love back in the day. Oh, goody. Like, less interesting, per se. Less interesting. That's definitely a freaking... That's definitely an understatement, to say the least. Sacramento's not off to a good start. I thought they were going to be sneaking and knocking on the door for the postseason, but maybe they'll overtake the Phoenix Suns eventually. They're only 3-6. and six. Same with Portland. Those are two teams I could see overtaking somebody. That loss to Memphis, though, giving up 137 points. As good as John Morant is, they're 2-7, and seven, and to think we're one of the two wins against Memphis, that pisses me off, and I'm kind of ticked off about that, to say the least. Playing Denver in a couple of minutes here, about 45 minutes from the second that I'm recording this. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. It would be a huge, huge home win for the Wolves if we can get that done. That would be uh, awesome the Wolves can get that done. Let's look at the Utah Jazz, 6-3 and three with Mike Conley. Nice start for them, of course. They're hitting three-point shots. They're actually fifth in the league in that category. Donovan Mitchell continuing to be a special player. and His numbers have been really shooting up, and that's good for him. About 25 a game now when he was at about 20 before. Moody, he's at least getting in games now. Emmanuel Moody, the former guy we thought was a phenom that really wasn't at the end of the day. And Gobert could block shots in his sleep, though he's not averaging too many right now, but he's certainly rebounding the ball. Double-double machine, Conley. Only three and a half assists a game. Trying to play semi of an offensive role. I'm not too impressed with Mike Conley so far with the uh, Utah Jazz. He hasn't been so great. Uh, Bogdanovich is averaging about 22 points a game and scorching from downtown. Almost half of his threes going in. Good for him. Good for him. Jeff Green, that's uh, Wayne Hunt's favorite player. <laughs> not doing anything too special either. Just a role player who's kind of like not much of a factor. And Ed Davis, the former, he's been all over the league, like Portland Trailblazers, Lakers and such. What happened to him? I I, I thought he was going to be a good player, and he's just meh, barely getting into the games at all for the Jazz. But, uh, well, Donovan Mitchell's becoming one of those guys. You know, he's been a fantastic uh, scoring machine for the Utah Jazz, who's going to entertain that fan base for many years to come. And good for him and good for them, I guess, at the end of the day. Impressed with how the Pacers have done so far without uh, Oladipo. They're just barely above 500, though. Brooklyn, similar situation there. Let's go back to the West, though. I want to look at the Kings a tiny bit because they're a team I was intrigued by. Uh, 
I'm going to talk about the Pelicans here in a second. Their Kings have been hitting threes, but a lot of every other category, they're not so great. Yeah, not so great at all. Darren Fox, one of the young guys coming in last season who's actually made a name for himself very nicely. He kind of got going right away, and I, I like him. I like Darren Fox an awful lot. He's the main guy, I would have to say, for the Sacramento Kings, even though Harrison Barnes has been a factor. He's, he's a veteran now, if you can believe it. Seems like yesterday he was a young guy, but he ain't young anymore. Underachieved for years with other teams like Golden State and such, but he's gotten better over the years. Uh, Ristron Holmes has emerged kind of out of nowhere and been a nice, solid double-double type of guy, kind of like a Haslam almost. Buddy Held, scorched in the net, 40%. Nothing super great, but good enough at the end of the day. And Belitsa, the former Wolf, averaging more than half, uh, I mean, making more than half of his threes so far, scorching the net hugely for the Kings. And, and now older and older, Trevor Ariza, limited minutes, limited numbers, blah, blah, blah. But uh, we'll see. I, I like Sacramento, kind of. I, I kind of like the Kings, actually. And I'm happy for them that they never left uh, Sacramento, actually. I'm, I'm very happy for them, even though I'd love to see the Seattle Supersonics come back. I guess it'll probably have to be a expansion team, if and when that happens. Or I can't even think of who it would be at this point. It's not going to be us, damn it, because the Target Center got fixed up. So stop it, right? Phoenix Suns, look, let's look at everyone's favorite point guard, uh, Second in the league, this team now in field goal percentage, and they're making their threes, which the Suns have been doing since time started. They've always been an offensive-minded team with a couple of exceptions here and there mixed in. Devin Booker puts numbers on the board. I never liked that guy. I don't know what it is. He, he's another one that just bugs me. Like I, when I talked about Simmons and I said he bugs me, Devin Booker bugs me. It's kind of weird. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is averaging four blocks a game off to an awesome start. Well, in the one game he's gotten to play in. Double-double <laughs> game. So good for him early, but then now he's been out, unfortunately. Devin Booker averaging almost 26 a game, and again, he just bugs me, but he hits his three-point shot, and he scores, and all that good stuff. Dario Saric, the former Timberwolf, averaging nine points and six rebounds, and just kind of an average Joe. He's just an average Joe. Less than 40% from the field in general. Ricky Ricardo Rubio. Averaging 8 assists, good for him, and 12 points. So sounds like Ricky Rubio, when he was playing well with the Wolves, and he's even 35% from three-point range. Um, field goal percentage actually, yeah, back down in the 30s again. So again, Ricky Rubio's never going to change. He's never going to change. He might hit his catch, catch and shoot three, and I think that's where he could be a factor on occasion. But that's it. Doesn't have a quick release on the ball. Sets other players up nicely when given the opportunity. Occasionally can be very predictable and actually kind of slow. Uh, does not keep the defense honest unless he can start hitting those catch-and-shoot threes. Other than that, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Ricky Rubio's, if you hadn't noticed. I was for a while. I was for a while, but then well, you, you analyze his game. You see the weaknesses that he has and that NBA teams are smart. NBA coaches are smart. And they utilize, they utilize, they expose his weaknesses. And, well, he's just, you know, he's just an above-average guy. He's likable. He's a cool dude and all that. But, eh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We'll come back to the Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets. And not, not too many people are surprised to see the Dallas Mavericks doing well. But the Lakers, I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised. I mean, obviously, top-heavy LeBron bleeping James. I mean, okay, yeah, we all know. Nice to see him having... A kind of season that you'd expect to have from LeBron James. 26 points, 8 rebounds. Oh my god, almost 11 assists. He's literally Magic Johnson for the Lakers. He's literally Magic Johnson right now. Uh, like a big point guard slash point forward. And he is just kind of Mr. Do-It-All. And I'm happy he's healthy. I'm very happy he's healthy. I don't like his... I don't like when he talks politics very much. I don't like it really a whole lot. I'd rather just watch some basketball. And uh, not have to argue with people back and forth. It's kind of... I don't know. Ah, I better get off of it already. Uh, Dwight Howard's doing what they that they they hope he do about twenty minutes and two blocks. That's good. Danny Green's hitting forty four percent from downtown. That's good. <laughs> good for him. Good for him. And Anthony Davis, obviously, you know, the double double machine, twenty five points, three blocks a game. Woof! You got two centers, two big men. We'll say one center, one power forward, combining for five blocks a game. So it's no wonder that the. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers are doing as well as they are. It's actually a pretty good group of players. And Quinn Cook, Quinn Cook, the former Golden State Warrior, uh, along with Costas, yeah, Costas slash uh, Greek Freak 1.5 until he earns the uh, name Greek Freak 2.0. 
barely gotten in any games so far. We'll see what happens if he can emerge and become a, you know, kind of like what happened with uh, Marcus Gasol when he was buried on the bench. He was a young prospect for the Los Angeles Lakers, and he was the brother of Pau Gasol. And both of them end up having wonderful careers. So we'll see what happens. Maybe uh, Costas can end up being that other Gasol brother, so to speak. Though I don't think he's going to be as good as, you know, Giannis. But maybe he can end up being a hell of a player one day. And I hope he does, quite frankly. I hope he does. I hope he does. I think that'd be great. I think Costas uh, will be a hell of a player one day for the Los Angeles Lakers. That'd be cool. Or maybe it'll have to be someone else if he doesn't get enough minutes. It'll be the Memphis Grizzlies again. And um, yeah, maybe it will be. Maybe it'll be the Memphis Grizzlies again. (laughs) Wasn't that the darndest thing, though? But then again, (laughs) at the time, the Lakers weren't too sad because it was trading a brother for a brother. That was kind of funny. You got Pau for Mark. Mark ended up getting better over the years. Pau Gasol was an integral piece to two NBA championships. So and getting them and losing to the Celtics first, and then I end up winning two finals after that against the Orlando Magic and then the Celtics, damn it, which that one is still a bitter defeat. That still hurts nine years later, almost ten years later, actually ten seasons later. Wow, that does hurt. Houston Sprockets, I don't know. Why am I even looking at everybody? Gotta love the LA Clippers. They've been impressive. Sprockets, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about them too much. It's actually probably getting longer than it needs to at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even like the Rockets. James Harden's doing well, obviously. The Rockets are a dangerous team, but I don't think they're going to do a whole lot at the end of the day. I kind of don't. I kind of don't really care about them at the end of the day. Um, It's the LA Clippers to me that I think are one of the more interesting teams uh, at the end of the day. If, you know, obviously they're they're a team that I'm still very focused on them winning the Western Conference. Paul George hasn't even played in a game yet. And. They're, they're such an impressive team. Uh, the depth and, of course, the incredible play of uh, Mr. Kawhi Leonard. If he can stay healthy and if Paul George can get healthy and stay healthy, I think the L.A. Clippers win the West easily and uh, will tip off against probably the Bucks or the Sixers. I, I'm rooting for the Bucks ten times more than ever now. Even though I think Philadelphia is extremely dangerous and they could win the, the uh, East, they absolutely can. The Celtics are doing really well right now, but I don't trust them. They're kind of like the Houston Rockets of the East right now. They're not going to win anything. They're, they're just not. They always fail. So, let, let's see it. Obviously, the Bucks have failed. The Sixers have failed, too. But uh, they just they were just getting started when it came to being a, a playoff threat last year. With that said, let's take a quick break and uh, come back and look at some fan interaction and call it a show. back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number three fan interaction segment as we will jump straight to the Twitter account now at Wolves Explosion at Wolves Explosion want to thank Vinrock Vince Germano Levi Brown and Tanae Brown for retweeting the most recent episode the season preview which is now over a month ago and I apologize it's been so long I've told you why just busy obviously uh, Vince, Vinrock Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast is out of Melbourne Australia Levi Brown and Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Thank you guys so very much for the retweeting and for uh, getting the getting the Timberwolves explosion out there. Can't thank you guys enough. Levi Brown says, "Great preview. Hope you're wrong about the Sixers, though. I can't stand that team, and I agree with you. I hope I'm wrong about them too. Oh my God, yeah, I, I cannot stand them either. It's like I liked them for a little bit. It's like you look at their lineup, and then it's like, wow, that's really something. And I like Josh Richardson, and then it's like I don't like them." I, I really don't like that team because, obviously, it's Joel Embiid, especially. And I don't really like Simmons, either. Tanae Brown says, Josh Akogi greater than Andrew Wiggins. Interesting. And he was getting frustrated on October the 23rd. That, of course, the season opener against the Brooklyn Nets. And then uh, he tweets out, does Tanae, the silent assassin. Yep, there's that nickname. The silent assassin has been making noise in the fourth quarter of games. But can we see him playing like this through the first three quarters, too? I agree. Uh, Wiggins taking over very nicely. Really good uh, tweet there and video. Andrew Wiggins has been clutch, and that's where he got the nickname, the Silent Assassin. He was very clutch against the Miami Heat. His number's not spectacular in that game, but he was very clutch in that game. This was the one where, uh, this is the one where Ryan Saunders sat him down because he was struggling, and then 
you know, it kind of woke up Andrew Wiggins, and the Timberwolves end up defeating the Miami Heat, but again, without Jimmy Butler. So, just like defeating the Warriors without everybody, and uh, defeating the, uh, yeah, see, that's a thing. Without everybody except D'Lo, stuff like that. we got to start beating teams like, well, the Memphis Grizzlies, who, well, they have John Morant, and there's a future there, but they're not that good yet. Come on. They're only 2-2-7, two and two and seven, so extremely frustrating there. Thanks, guys, for the inclusion there. Tene Brown, all you guys, awesome for the inclusion. Levi and Vinrock, Vince Germano. Let's get to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. So this time the whole thing actually fits. Uh, trying to get stuff to load. And I just, this is where the frustration can really come in. At times, up oh, there we go. It eventually loads. Any comments on the most recent post of the show? No. Okay, so there's no comments there. And then, of course, there are some visitor posts we'll get to, but other than my post and response to them, so we're going to have to go about that in a different direction so it gets out correctly. For some reason, I was unable to reply to Wayne Hunt on one of his posts, and I don't know what happened. Like it said, I got reported from somebody for something, so I don't know. I don't. I hope Wayne Hunt didn't report me for something. I don't think he did. So I'm going to have to figure out what the heck that's all about. Open court, there was always like... Uh, there's always at least one other narrative. Since entering the league in 2014, only 11 players in the NBA have scored more points than Andrew Wiggins. Wow. He's also scored only 282 less career points than Kawhi Leonard, despite being in the league for three less years. But, of course, people will come back and say, well, Kawhi missed, like, the entire damn year well, a couple of years ago with the Spurs. Wayne Hunt says, rose-colored glasses. Wiggins has been the guy on a bad team. Kawhi managed his points for the bulk of his career so far. Yep. With a very good Spurs squad, Duncan Ginobili, etc. There should be no excuses now. He signed his big deal. And, of course, again, that would be Andrew Wiggins. I was kind of like, I'm on your side. I was surprised by the stat. Uh, Sebastian Barton says, imagine if he tried or even cared. And whenever he does, he is pretty good. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of that question that comes up. I think Wiggins cares more this year than he has previously. And it's too bad that it takes more of that. Let's get to this, and then we'll get to the visitor's post. Now, there was the video about the 40 points against the uh, Golden State Warriors. Now, you look at the main frame of his numbers and everything, and the poor field goal percentage and all that. It's frustrating, but at least you got the clutch ability that came around. Uh, again, the amount of shots it took for him to get to 40 is pretty crazy. 33 attempts. Levi Brown says, Wiggins has been very impressive this season. Wade Hunt says, yep, this is like the Marcus the Forecaster approach. <laughs> Trade him now while the value is high. Levi Brown posting a tweet here from Alan Horton, the Timberwolves play-by-play uh, -play voice on the radio. Andrew Wiggins is now shooting 62.5%. That would be 10 of 16 in clutch time, less than five minutes, plus minus five points, and might be the reason Minnesota's 3-0 in clutch wins over Brooklyn, Miami, and Golden State Warriors. His game-dying shot at the end of regulation and his game-sealing 3-0-T, as heard on WCCO radio, and Wolves Radio Network. Yep, uh, that was pretty impressive indeed. Um, yeah, he is clutch. Andrew Wiggins is clutch, and that's why I gave him the silent assassin, despite some not-so-good numbers and some mediocrity here and there. He's been uh, pretty impressive, to say the least, I would have to say, as Andrew Wiggins in the clutch moments. So very much appreciated. There are six posts. Let's see if they're all recent. Uh, okay, there's Tanae, which was not too long after the recent show. Tanae says, so far this season, we've beaten teams I've expected us to. The problem is, we're not even close to the competitive teams with the teams that have been championship ceilings. Been blown out in both games against top Eastern teams. Again, that would be uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, this is very reason. What am I talking about? Extremely reason. It's not October 5th. It's November 5th. Um, blown out in both games against, again, the Philadelphia 76ers and Milwaukee Bucks. Hopefully see some improvement when Cat comes back. It's been a fun start to the season, though. I agree. It's been a fun start to the season, but yes, uh, we have stunk. We've been in a lot of ways like the Minnesota Vikings, where, yeah, I was telling him, we've been like the Vikings, and I was saying, sorry, Mark Carlson couldn't resist saying that. It's mostly because we literally are playing at the level of our opponents. He was kind of like, whoa, you know, and then he responds with argument there. Uh, no argument there. I love the comparison and the conversation. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, see the Vikings, they go out and they whoop up on the Oakland Raiders. They whoop up on the New York Giants. And, you know, teams like that, Washington Redskins, we didn't even whoop up on them. We just barely beat them and then kind of finished them off. Uh, we were barely ahead. Wow, Bears are whooping up on Detroit all of a sudden. Good for the Bears, at least. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see about what happens with Purple Mafia. A couple of snowblowers even floating around out here in my outside of my quote-unquote studio, which isn't a studio, Golden Valley apartment. <laughs> 
Uh, but no, similarity. You know, you whoop up on a Golden State. Well, you didn't whoop up on them. You beat the Golden State Warriors and were clutch late in the game. I guess a team with, like, nobody except for D'Angelo Russell. Yay. Um, you beat up on... Okay, you get killed by Memphis, which made no sense, and you get destroyed by Philly and Milwaukee. That's extremely frustrating, but again, again, at least nice start. You beat a uh, decent Brooklyn team that's undermanned with injury, with uh, Kevin Durant anyway. A good kind of mano mano late in the game between uh, Carl and Kyrie in the season opener there. So that was kind of frustrating at the same time. Here we go, Hank McCoy. I just called him Hank McCoy again. <laughs> that would be Wayne Hunt the host, the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast, which I will recommend forever. He says, I guess this means I have bragging rights? LOL. I thought Towns would bounce back from suspension better than this. And yeah, it wasn't that good of a game. Hashtag go Grizz. I said, we never play well against the Grizzlies, even without Marcus, so it's a joke. He said, it, uh, and then Wayne responds with, it's not even that, mate. Who is the leader on, on this Minnesota squad? Who is the guy that never backs down when the game sees out of reach? It's not Cat, and it's not Wiggins, that's for sure. I think it's time for you guys to go out and get a tough son of a bleep. If it's not Jimmy Butler, LOL, I think it's worth looking at Chris Paul or someone of that ilk. Doesn't have to be a point guard, but let's face it, Teague is never healthy, and he's not the guy either. I agree on pretty much everything you said there except the Chris Paul part. I mean, Chris Paul's more of a cancerous kind of a guy, and I I don't like using that term because cancer is a horrible thing. So I shouldn't even say that, but he's not good in the locker room, this type of thing. Um, Chris Paul, yeah, I, I don't know. But, I mean, we need a tough player. Carl Anthony Towns tries to be that, and then he kind of goes in his mode. I, I don't know what it is with Carl. It's strange. Andrew Wiggins, his actions tell me, obviously, he's kind of a, he's a fourth-quarter guy. Um, hopefully better than fourth-quarter Foy was. We'll leave that as is. But yeah, he is a fourth quarter guy, which is great and very helpful for this franchise at the end of the day. And if he can keep doing that, that's kind of the Wiggins that I fell in love with a few years ago, back in his second year with Sam Mitchell and such. It was a beautiful, fun thing to keep up with. Beautiful thing to follow. Even all the way back to his rookie year with Flip Saunders, his head coach was Andrew Wiggins. Very clutch. The spin move, attacking the basket. He's not dunking as much as he was then for, I don't know what it is. I don't think the athleticism's gone, but he's not really lifting off and dunking on people. He's more of just getting around guys with that spin move and such. But as long as the ball goes in the basket, that's what matters. Um, but no, there is there is a softness with Carl Anthony Towns in terms of he, he needs to become that guy. And some guys are that guy right away. You know, like they're 18, 19 years old and they're already kind of that guy. I mean, in the NHL, Connor McDavid was already the captain as a rookie, as like an 18-year-old in the NHL. Some guys just have it right away. They're wearing the captain C right away. Kobe Bryant, I don't know. Uh, Shaq was kind of sort of that way. People will say Garnett was, but he wasn't. Gar- Garnett wasn't a team captain right away. He became that later on. And then he had his good moments, his bad moments. He was a villain. He was a good guy. He was a villain. He was a good guy. He was a villain. He was a good guy. I see a lot of similarities between Garnett and, and uh, Carl Anthony Towns that way. Um, Garnett, when he became kind of a bad guy, he was a better leader, per se, with the Celtics, even though he wasn't even, per se, the leader of that team, who Paul Pierce was. Uh, I don't even know where to go with it. Uh, Carl, ha, ha, he, there, there's a take charge to him, and then, and then, and then it, it kind of comes and goes. It would be nice to have a veteran, kind of a tough guy. I mean, that's where Sam Gasell's value was so good for the Minnesota Timberwolves when the Timberwolves had a golden opportunity to win an NBA championship if we could have gotten past the bleeping Lakers and Gasell's back didn't go out. It's I guess we're kind of in a similar situation. Uh, the good news is Wiggins is more clutch than a lot of players have been for this team over the years. I mean, Garnett was clutch sometimes, and then sometimes he wasn't. Carl's clutch sometimes, and sometimes he isn't. That type of thing. But at least there is a clutch ability in both of them that can help. Again, you need that tough veteran leader who isn't too old, hopefully, and isn't too injury-prone, hopefully. I think Chris Paul's damaged goods. I don't think the Wolves are interested in trading for him in that massive contract. I'm not sure where to go with this. It, it might have to be somebody completely unexpected, or there's just some miraculous trade that happens. I don't think it's D'Angelo Russell either. I, I really don't, even though he put his 52 points on the board and we're happy for him and all that, and he shot very well against the Timberwolves, like everybody does, seems like. <laughs> <laughs> Except for guys being guarded by Okogi, I guess. Uh, I guess you know. Um, I, otherwise, I'm not really sure where to go with that. Um, I wish I, I hope and pray that Gerson Rosas can find the answer for that, and that's why he gets paid to do his job. And I guess we'll leave that as is. Thank you very much for that uh, thought-provoking, as always, 
Wayne Hunt. Very, very, very good at that. Uh, as are Tanae Brown, Levi Brown, Vince Rock, Vince Germano, all of you. Uh, Wayne Hunt has that ability. He's just that magic ability. That's why he's such a great host of the Courtside Podcast. And I'll always recommend that to any of you out there. Awesome, awesome, awesome show. Uh, always thought-provoking conversation on that, and I hope I can provide that to you guys on this show as well, Timberwolves Explosion. With that said, let's get to the contact details. I think the phone lines are kaput. I think we're done with the phone lines. So to get on this show, it will be audio submission forever. That is the new permanent way to get on this show. I don't think anybody's really used the phone lines on this one. It's much more on Purple Mafia. So, so I will not give out a phone number anymore. It is going to be simply use the voice recording application on your smart device of whatever kind you have. If it's an Xbox One, a PlayStation 4, of course your smartphone, Samsung, iPhone, uh, maybe you're using a laptop with Audacity and a microphone or some other type of recording uh, software. Whoever you want to do it, save it. Email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Again, with the voice recorder on your smart device, which is probably the easiest thing to do, just simply press record, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, save it, and again, email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it over from an M4A or whatever the heck it is into an MP3 file, unless it already is an MP3 file, using uh, Converto or Zumzar.com. Thank those websites so very much for providing that free service for a small file. So I'm more than happy to give them a free plug just for doing that. I've never met them. They've never met me. But just I'm going to plug them because they provide a free service for me. I can get uh, audio submissions on this show without spending a penny. And that's awesome. Without spending a penny to convert them. If there's a large file like a whole podcast or God knows what, they need to convert from M4A or whatever into MP3 or whatever you want to do. There's a charge or maybe like a monthly subscription type of deal with both of those pages. Highly recommend you join those if you need them. With that said, so again... The uh, Twitter account is at Wolves Explosion. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Or, of course, you can look them both up one way or another. Google or, again, the search bar, whatever the heck on those pages, Twitter and Facebook. Can't thank you enough for being a part of things. Please tell your friends about the show. Please write a positive rating on iTunes if you could. It's been a little while since I've gotten one of those. would like a new one, a nice positive five-star rating, and tell us what you like about the show, maybe something you'd like to see improved. If it's anything lower than three stars, I think you're way too harsh. I think even three stars is too harsh, but well, eh, but it's not that bad. It could be worse. It could be worse. At least it's honest if you're not a huge fan, but it's not terrible, right? That type of thing. With that said, tell your friends about the show if you could. Other than that, hope all of you have a safe and uh, enjoyable month of November. I'll probably be back again by Black Friday, and if not, maybe before that would be pretty cool too. Could catch up to... How the Wolves play against the Denver Nuggets and whoever else along the way would be greatly appreciated. Hopefully this is a playoff team. Hopefully Jared Culver continues to make strides to making this team better. And the fact that Jared Culver's playing decently and Andrew Wiggins is playing well and playing clutch, I think there's a good chance this team could make the playoffs. It's not like Andrew Wiggins is taking huge strides forward, but he's certainly better than he's been. It's been he's better than he's been in a long time. Again, Andrew Wiggins so far this year averaging, what, twenty almost 25 points a game after that 40-point effort, and again, Carl averaging about 26 uh, despite missing two games with suspension. So, spectacular numbers between the two guys leading this club. That's exciting. And, of course, Josh Akogi's slow start, or Josh Akogi, Jared Culver's slow start because, well, he's a rookie, and that's what's going to happen. With that said, we'll talk to you in a week or a week or two, and uh, hopefully guys stay healthy. Hope you stay healthy, and Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving if I don't record this until Black Friday. Those of you that will be celebrating it here in the United States, uh, obviously obviously over in uh, Australia, I believe it's Boxing Day coming up soon. If I remember correctly, I could be off by a month, though, and if I am, I apologize. With that said, we'll talk to you very soon. Take care, and go Timberwolves.